0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, December 17th. Mark, how is that possible?
1: One week to go before uh, Mr. Claus makes a visit.
0: Mr. and Mrs. Claus. You know she's doing all the work and not getting paid as much.
1: Keep telling Theo, you better behave. (laughs) Otherwise, he's skipping this apartment.
0: Mark is joining me today because, I don't know, I'm tired and I feel like maybe he can help me out. We were just talking about uh, the sex in the city talking about Succession. I have this new show. Of course, you know, Mark, what I what I love is like the crime dramas, especially the British ones. You know, how I'm so into that. I, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm going to just, I'll, I'll out myself that there is some series called CB Strike on HBO that I have been binging and I love, I love it.
1: I don't know how you find this stuff. You know what I just watched on HBO? You got to watch it. I'm curious to see what you think is What's the that? documentary on Kenny G.
0: Oh, that's part of the Bill Simmons thing. He did the uh, Alanis Morissette one. Yeah.
1: yeah and exactly. now this is yeah. the follow up. I, mean, I, did, I did not realize what a polarizing figure Kenny G is. I mean, why
0: is he polarizing? I mean, he's just sort of like, is he just sappy?
1: Because people who are really true jazz people say oh. this guy is not jazz at all. He's a total fraud.
0: I kind of knew that in some level, but is that just because he's so commercially successful? In other words, if you were a poor struggling guy playing the same music, would they have that same reaction?
1: Money is definitely a part of it. They kind, huh. of, kind of like the sellout mentality.
0: Mm.
1: You got to watch it. It's very, uh, very interesting. I had no idea.
0: All right. I know he's incredibly popular. I mean, he sold a gazillion albums, right?
1: Oh, yeah. He'd be like 70-something million albums. Yeah, he's crazy popular. And he's, he's, he's not shy about it. The guy is not lacking an ego. Let's just put it that way.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I like, I like that. Listen, I think it's great to be proud of what you do. Um, everyone's a little self-promoting.
1: Two things I took away from that. One, he's extremely arrogant, which I think you have to be to be that successful. And he's also extremely insecure.
0: That seems like this, this, that is par for the course, right? Isn't that just like heads and tails of the coin? Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Also, you notice that there are also some people like that who are like obnoxious at work and you realize they're just, it all comes from their own insecurity. All right. What else have you watched? You're plowing through succession. You didn't finish it yet as of this taping, right?
1: No, I have to watch the finale.
0: It's so good.
1: That's what I've read.
0: I have to be honest, I was real. I told you this that the one episode that almost lost me for the season was that episode where they were um, trying to anoint whoever would be the next president. I felt like that was really a dumb turn for them.
1: That was the low point of the season.
0: But then it has redeemed itself. So we'll talk after. What are we talking about today? We're still, oh, okay. So here's what happened we presented to you our year end planning episode with Michael Goodman. And Michael had his, his microphone was terrible. We've made fun of him consistently about this and I love Michael to death, but I thought if you just needed to do one thing about year end, here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to this segment that I was able to do on CBS mornings recently. I felt like it was a, you know, sometimes I get off TV and I'm like, that was good not most times but this one i thought was a good one so uh it is a a very easy easy going down kind of segment so let's play this segment and then mark and i are going to talk on the other side of it
1: money watch this morning we are looking at the biggest money saving moves you can make before the end of the year 23 days left in 2021 But don't worry, you have plenty of time to make financial decisions that could help you save big when tax time comes around in April. CBS News' Jill Schlesinger is here with more. Uh, Okay, so number one tip right off the bat, what is it?
0: If you want to reduce your tax bill, you want to put some money into your retirement account through work. Now, I know everyone doesn't have that, so I make that as a caveat, but if you just push up THE PERCENTAGE FOR THE LAST COUPLE OF PAY PERIODS, YOU MIGHT SAVE YOURSELF REAL MONEY COME APRIL. AND, AGAIN, THIS IS FOR PRE-TAX RETIREMENT ACCOUNTS. THE OTHER ISSUE IS A LOT OF PEOPLE HAD STRANGE INCOME PATTERNS OVER THE LAST YEAR. YOU PROBABLY WANT TO GO OVER TO THE IRS.GOV CALCULATOR, FIGURE OUT IF YOU'VE WITHHELD ENOUGH MONEY. BECAUSE AS MUCH AS YOU WANT TO SAVE MONEY, HAVING AN UNEXPECTED BILL IN THE FUTURE, NOT PLEASANT. SO YOU MAY WANT TO ADJUST YOUR WITHHOLDING IF YOU'RE SELF-EMPLOYED. MAYBE YOU WANT TO MAKE SOME SORT OF payment as a quarterly estimate.
1: What about charitable donations Mm. before the end of the year?
0: Well, this is a great um, time because amid COVID, Congress actually was able to create a way for more people to get a tax deduction with their giving. So normally, about 90 percent of taxpayers, they file the standard deduction. You don't usually get any credit for giving money away if you file the standard deduction. Now, if you are a single filer, if you give a cash contribution to an eligible charity, you get a $300 deduction, $600 if you are a married couple. And again, this is just for 2020 and 2021. It goes away. So if you want to feel good about your giving, Uncle Sam will reward you this year.
1: Now, charity. speaking of that, in an effort not to become Scrooge, <clears throat> some people are screwed financially by giving to a charitable mm cause that doesn't exist, What yeah. of a scam. How do you avoid that?
0: The IRS has a bunch of rules out, and it's unfortunate that charitable scams are always a problem this time of year. Part of the re- issue is that you get a call, you get a, 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 an inbox email, and you say, oh, give to this charity. The charity name sort of seems familiar, but it's not the charity you re- actually know. Mm-hmm. So before you give any money, please make sure the charity is legit. IRS.gov, there's a search tool. You can make sure that it's legit. Shit. Next, of course you know that you don't want to give anyone your credit card information until you actually yeah. understand that. And, of course, if you're at all concerned, just say, send it to me in the mail, and yeah. I'll try it that, that way.
1: Some people also scam the IRS with fake charitable givings, like, oh, yeah, I put that ten grand in yeah. the church plate. All cash, no receipts. Sorry. Can no. I get the benefit? No. Don't do that, people. Uh, I, I want to talk about home, home office deductions, okay. right? Uh, so this drives me nuts. People have been working from home throughout the pandemic. And yet, they get no deduction for oh,
0: that space. Oh, poor Tony! I a whole show for that. I mean, a whole I show. Know. Okay, 2017, we had a big tax law, yeah. right? Yeah. And in that law, there was a rule that said, if you're an employee, you do not get to deduct your home or business expenses. That's through 2025. Now, good news is, if you're a gig worker, you're self-employed. Go ahead, do this, but make sure that your residents, before you start deducting, you know, a certain amount of my rent or my mortgage, make sure it's the exclusive use, that part of your house for work and that you've done it consistently, follow the rules. But everyone else, I'm sorry, too bad. I hear you're sounding the alarm for people who are 72, that this is a very important year for them. Yes, okay. So there's something called a required minimum distribution. For people who put money away into retirement accounts pre-tax, the government is asking and is actually forcing you to take money out. They always do this. It was suspended in the year 2020. If you don't take out your required minimum distribution from your 401k, your 403B, or your IRA, the IRS will impose a penalty of up to 50, 50, 50% wow. of what you should have withdrawn. Mm, wow. Required minimum distributions. If you're over 72, don't forget to take it before the calendar Pay attention year end. to your money now, right good one. now. That's right. right. Now. It's a
1: good one. Mm. Money watch. Dollar, dollar, Jill. You know? <laughs> Jill Schlesinger, thank you so much.
0: All right, Mark. So what do you think is the problem about this year end for you? Like, do you have a problem considering like year end moves? Because I have a specific problem that I am encountering right now.
1: No, I don't think I do. My mean, my situation is pretty straightforward. So I mean, you know, you can say sell your losers and all that stuff, but right now there are no losers. So it's not, it's not even anything for me to consider right now. You probably have some charitable stuff you're thinking about.
0: I did. I did a lot of charitable stuff. I put a ton of money. I have a, um, a donor advised fund, a, a Fidelity Charitable Trust, and I put a ton of money in there. That's how I did my pruning of some of my winners. I gifted into my Fidelity Charitable Trust. Now, The thing that's causing me a headache is to try to understand where taxes are going next year. Like, should I be front loading my deductions for 2021? Should I wait till 2022? And this is a conversation I'm having because, you know, for my retirement plan, which I have for myself, which includes a solo 401k and some other, I layer on top of it a defined benefit plan. I don't know how much to put away because, like, I, it feels like we're about to have something huge happen in tax law or maybe not. That's what's hard for me. So I'm trying to kind of play it down the middle a little bit. Anyway, so it's a great problem to have. Like I've made a bunch of money and I got to figure out where I should try to defray more of my taxes in 21 or 22. So that's good. I didn't make that much money. Don't go crazy, everyone listening. I mean, I make a decent living. I would have been much richer if I'd stay as a financial advisor. You know that, Mark?
1: Yeah, but But that would have had no benefit to me.
0: It had no benefit to you and no benefit to the listeners. Here's the other thing that I realized. I thought I hated the, like when I came out of this firm that I had helped grow for so many years, I thought, oh, I'm never going to go back to financial planning. I really love doing the planning work, but to put it in like the medical analogy, I would have been a great emergency room doctor, like, let me fix you up and move on to the next. And that's what we get to do with this show. It's sort of like we get to do triage one by one, but... If I screw up and someone calls me and says, you screwed up, or they have a problem with the advice or whatever, I don't have a long lasting relationship. I have the pushback on the conversation. Then they can maybe get in touch with me again and we can have another comment, but that's it. It's the long lasting relationship that can be, it can be really wonderful, but it can be exhausting and draining too. Um, All right, now, end of the year, we do a bunch of tips. I think that, I guess when we start in January, a few things, um, we're going to be talking about financial resolutions or goals and objectives, but you know what guys, it's sometimes hard to know where to start. And I think that the, the indecision causes you a lot of pain yourselves and don't want to judge yourselves. I think that that's maybe the thing I want to really try to stress. We are so hard on ourselves. You know, like in Peloton, Mark, when Christine says, you're your own worst enemy, you're telling yourself you can't do it, but you can do it. And I think that that's like part of the reason we like having coaches or mentors or educators who are there saying, I'll tell you how you screwed up, but I'm also going to tell you we can make a change and you can make a difference. And I think that you need to know that whatever you feel about your money and your financial situation whether you feel like you're in great shape or medium shape, or you hear people on the program who have a lot of money or don't have a lot of money, your situation is yours, and we can try to help you get just a little bit better and maybe just try to pay a little bit more attention. So it's uh, Friday, and Fridays mean that uh, we do some of our business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio, today our co-host, and always our executive producer, is the best. Hey, Joel. We are- Joel, give your brother a microphone for Christmas. Joel, Joel for God's sakes, send, send your brother a microphone. We are distributed by the fine folks at Cadence 13. I had lunch with Lizzie last week. It was fantastic. It was the first time we met in person after divulging great, deep, dark secrets between ourselves. And I adore her. And the people at Cadence 13 are great to us. So we thank you guys. Try to lift someone up today. What are we doing for our weekend shows, Mark? Okay. You know who the guest is? The guest is you guys. We're going to take callers or listeners questions. And uh, we are just absolutely delighted when you tune in and we thank you so much for doing so. Try to lift someone up today. Thank you for listening. Grit, growth, grace, and we will talk to you tomorrow.